There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The 95th Annual Academy Awards are Sunday night, so we're celebrating with flashbacks to past Oscar winners. I spoke to Alicia Vikander in January of 2016 after her double Golden Globe nominations for Ex Machina and The Danish Girl, the latter of which won her the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I mean, I know um, the awards were announced. It's still pretty fresh. I mean, I personally, having seen your movies, wasn't surprised at all. You totally deserve it. Um, And I think we should get some Oscar buzz going, too. But were you surprised to hear your name called? I was very surprised. I don't think I ever could have even associated my name with these kind of awards or all the people that I was nominated next to. Um, I, I was in... Berlin came out from a, I did press for Danish Girl when I found out, it came out from a, a big kind of, um, uh, like a round table with journalists, and I came out and um, my publicist told me the, the news, <laughs> and I, I guess I couldn't, I was, we were just then heading off to the airport, so I was, I was jumping in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pretty rare to be nominated for two different movies, though, at the same year, I mean, that's, yeah, that's. No, I, I, she me one at first and I had this crazy reaction and then she told me that it was the second one and then I just stopped and couldn't really I was like what? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't really get my head around that Um, no it's been two two films that I've been so happy to be involved with two very different films with two very extraordinary different parts so I'm I'm just extremely fortunate to have been invited to, to be in in these kind of in on the journeys of making these stories, really. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I know that you said they're different, two very different stories, which they are in two very different genres. But uh, I guess if we if we wanted to try to find a little through line, it's there's sort of they they both deal in different ways um, with themes of identity. You, they mentioned the Turing test in in Ex Machina, I believe. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, were you able to you know? Did you notice sort of those themes running through in both of them, or did you treat them approach them very differently? Um, yes. Uh, in, in in Danish girls about gender confirmation. Um, um, you know, to define your whatever you consider being your true gender, and it was interesting. I don't think I think I approached the films very differently. I did Ex Machina. Two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. so that's uh, and, and Danish Girl we actually finished um, in April this year, so it was quite a bit in you know in between. But it was interesting when I I, I met some trans uh, women um, just two three weeks ago. I'd seen mm-hmm. Xmark and and kind of wanted to point out and tell me that they had found such connection in 
how how the Ava character in one way also tries to define or come to to the truth of of really wanting to embody the person that she believes she is. Right. Um, so that was that was interesting to hear that approach um, now after I'd met them and made the films because I don't think I like yeah your question is I I, I approach them probably very different. Yeah, well, especially with that much time in between, I'm sure I'm sure there was a you know a different approach. Talk about um, working with Eddie Redmayne on this movie. I mean, you got to play. I mean, we saw something semi-similar, I guess, last year in Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch and Keira Knightley. You know, she decides to stay stay married with him in that movie. But talk about what, sort of like what your character is sort of going through as, you know, because it begins sort of fun and games. You're, he's dressing up to stand in for, for a painting. And then all of a sudden, you know, he discovers something about his own gender identity. But, uh, you know, what was it like working with Eddie Redmayne? He's the reigning Oscar champ right now. And here you are going toe-to-toe with him. Um, well, I, I thought it was interesting how in the script it's kind of, um, it's that scene when, the, when of course, Lily, as I know, in the beginning, um, tries on, uh, you know, to do kind of the first time in that painting room feels a connection with her true self in a way, but it's also the, 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 the thing of a partner who, this was a time where there was no reference of this or even vocabulary to express what. Lily goes through. It's that thing of knowing somebody so pure, you know, so fully someone that you love that much. And all, even in a, her art, and I think normally as an artist, very often your your subconscious comes through your work, in your work. Right. And that's also how kind of Lily um, and her muse kind of appears. And that it actually comes from the person who who supports and who sees her, who actually sees um, uh, who, who Lily really is, and then of course it's it's a big transition that they both on, um, trying to um, um, try to fully dare to go on the journey for Lily to truly become herself. And what I what I thought was remarkable with this story was, of course, that they were such pioneers going through what they did um, in a time when there was no reference a hundred years back, but also to see a marriage and a love relationship when it's all about if you actually are truly seen or if you actually are truly loved by somebody unconditionally then maybe you can dare to truly dare to be, become yourself be yourself right it's sort of the ultimate test of unconditional right there um yeah. what i and what i watching it um what i thought you know i was admiring how the director tom hooper was was sort of expressing what you guys were going through in visual ways you know there's those shots where where you know eddie's looking through there's like dresses populating the foreground early on like foreshadowing or a lot of times he's looking at you two through windows or he has you sort of framed by door frames and walls to kind of show the separation between you guys as you're going through a rough patch are you are you aware of these sort of you know symbolic directorial techniques that hooper's doing you know while you're on set or are you guys sort of just acting in the scene and and then you see it on screen and say oh wow it was even in the script um but yes well we had um a lot of like two three when you actually have a take you don't you kind of all the all the preparation work which i think we all really care for and mm-hmm. think needs to be done is kind of hopefully like grounded in you and then you're able to just let go you can't think about those things when you're actually on a take sure but when you are in between it's interesting how how, of course, when we did rehearsals and we had set up those spaces, the, the, the kind of 
the the the, the apartments where they live, so we could play with space. Mm-hmm. And and then to to do that, it changes things. If you're in different rooms, if you, it's it's like you know experimenting, trying how it is to sit close to each other, saying something or mm-hmm. have have an enormous distance that immediately you know turn a scene on its head in a way. Sure. You you mentioned that some of it was written into the script. Um, what do you, as an actress, uh, well, I got to say, award nominated actress now? But what do you, what, as you're reading through the script, um, what is sort of the the one thing that you're you're looking forward to? Because I'm sure you you read a bunch of them. But what what usually jumps off the page at you and says, "I want to do this movie"? It's when I don't think about reading a script. <laughs> Very rare. Right. That thing of it's difficult to write a script, which takes you on a similar journey of 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 feeling like you're reading a book or watching a film. Um, both, I did two films, both Smack and, and a Danish mm-hmm. Girl was two of those scripts when suddenly I was on the last page. <laughs> you just like, sucked in. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then you know it's good. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Exactly. And then, um, you know, beyond the script, once you're actually, you know, getting ready to make it, um, we actually had Alex Garland. He came in studio um, back when Ex Machina came out. And then I'm sure similarly with Tom Hooper, also another talented filmmaker. What is each of their strength and what do you enjoy the most as an actress on set? Like, what do you, what makes a good filmmaker to you and how they deal with the actors? Um, both both Alex and Tom, and I've been pri- privileged quite a few times of having directors so generous with time and dedication and, and and all about wanting their actors to feel safe in the sense that it's 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 so open for testing things, to collaborate, to come with ideas of almost directors who kind of are always you know, who, who are willing to be there in the preparation and, and who knows that he kind of tells you so you so you fully know that they're always there as a as a safety net when you need help and also push you, which is which is scary. But both those those directors always kind of pushed me to just try it myself first. I, you know, you always have questions and you always want to know and you you want to hear a director's vision. But it's pretty empowering when they when they actually tell you. Or remember Eddie and I when when Tom just said, "Well, try it out first. Go with your instincts, and then and then we can work." from from that and, and discover new things awesome that's awesome well i know we're uh we're up against a time constraint here so we we appreciate you coming on and you know congrats again on the golden globe nods both of them and hopefully next time we hear from you it's you'll be you'll have an oscar in your pocket too that's what i hope 
<laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. It was really a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Everybody, Alicia Vikander on WTOP. Thank you. Bye. I happened to be covering the Oscars backstage that year, and here's what Vikander had to say after her big win. I came on this film only two years ago, and I know that this was not an easy film to get made, and it's been almost 15 years that one of our producers, Gail, have worked on it. And to see kind of the cultural change with just me over the years since I actually finished the film, with, I don't know, with Caitlyn Jenner coming out and with Transparent and Tangerine. It's like a social um, a change. And I, I just wish that if, in the same way that this film has been so educational for me and with so many people that I've got to meet in preparation for it, I hope that it can open up an even wider conversation with if our film can be part of that discussion. I'm trying to remember anything that just happened in the last five minutes. Um, I, I, I had my mom next to me, which was just, you know, we, I, I used to every night, uh, well, this night every year, I woke up and I set the alarm clock at 2 a.m. to watch this, you know, to celebrate on a distance film and people behind films. So to have my mom's hand and to experience being just here in this room has been pretty cool. Personally, like, like I said, I, I've just looked up to, this is a celebration of film and the people behind it. So I'm just really honored that I was uh, invited to be part okay. of, of this thing tonight. And to get this is just, you know, beyond anything I would ever imagine. I never thought from back home that I would do films in English. I didn't know that you could as a foreign actress, really. Um, and uh, I don't know, I think if I can continue to work, that would be great. <laughs> oh, um, I, I hope I'm going to get the chance to go outside and have a glass of wine and meet up with my family and my entire crew that is here and um, uh, my friends. So I, I, and I, I, I even have a short dress in front so I can bounce and dance in it. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think it's most of all, it's, it's supposed to be fun. I, I, I'm very much... I wear my jeans and, I don't know, like a black Scandi chick normally. So to, I mean, I, I never, I, I had been to two weddings in my life before I wore one of those red copies. That was the only time where you got the chance to wear dresses like this. And it's just incredible to wear uh, something that is like a piece of art. I don't know how many hours it took to make this dress. So it, it, it's, it's fun. I like to, it's almost like you get to um, get the chance to, to act your different so the size of your personality and, and bring that out in your clothes, which is fun. I actually on stage said to my parents who, who were there and who has always told me like, you can actually do it. And it's been so many doubts and they're still there. And a lot of things can be possible, things that I would never, ever, ever have believed in. And that's only because I've had some, also some incredible women supporting me. So. Uh, that's probably what I wanted to say to some young girls. Just keep on doing it, I guess. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.